With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can you hear me? Hello? Deb? I can hear you. Hello? Oh, I wonder if you hung up. Okay. No, you're in there. Uh-oh. You are joining the online studio. You are unmuted and can speak with the host. Recording, sir. Deb, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hello, Deb. Can you hear me? Hello? Hi, Deb. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Laura? <laughs> Hello? 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 Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. That was I don't know. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, good, good. This was so weird. I don't know why it was muting me every time I was in, and I could hear you, but I guess you couldn't hear me. So I was like, okay, we figured well, it out. Well, you know That's why? It's part. because um, I actually wasn't listening. I sort I called in like at two fifteen, and I guess I left my phone on. So. Oh. <laughs> So I was but like, you know what, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't actually start recording until both, we're both in. So the recording started oh, three okay. minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Good. I wonder, you, you got a, how did you get a message that we were on at 2.15? Because I have you in my calendar that you schedule at 3. Yeah, I don't know. I got it. For, a message with acuity? 
No, from TalkShoe. Oh, you know what happened? Deb? At 2.15, I actually set up the meeting. That's what I did at 2.15. Oh, okay. Because I set it up whenever I have time. Sometimes I do it in the morning, so I set up the, the time. Yeah. Okay, none. So that's what happened, right. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I didn't change the time. That's what took place. Oh, my bad. Okay, so that's what happened. No, don't yep. worry about it. It's no problem. <laughs> okay. okay. No, but I see, now I figure out the puzzle. <laughs> Still yeah. little, all kinds of little things, right? But you figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, so tell me what is going well before we start. Uh, well, the situation with Warren is going well. <laughs> Tell this me. is amazing. Yeah. Well, we decided to give it, you know, that we're going to see. And okay. We're going to get together and we're going to um, go for it. And, um, yeah, so it's going so what, well. What changed? Like, what, what changed? Because I, the last I heard was it, that he was kind of like withdrawing a little bit. So. Well, he was like, I'm not sure, you know, he's ha- like having a little crisis about it. You know, he, was, he said he was feeling muddled after all our discussion and he didn't really know. And, and I, I, you know, it's like, I totally understand, no problem, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we talked, we had a, a bunch of, you know, um, discussion about it. And, and then I just sort of didn't talk to him for a few days. And then finally I contacted him. And... Uh, I said something, um, well, I mean, the long, the short, the short of it is he, we sort of both made peace with it, I guess. And I, I made an appeal. I said, you know what? I hope you decide to go for it because that's what I want. And I think it would be good for you. <laughs> and, um, and he said, yeah. And we had talked a little bit about, or I had said, look, just so you know, um, my experience of like when people try to become physical um, in their 40s and 30s and 50s, like in middle age, it doesn't mm-hmm. like, I don't expect this to work right away. You know, it's not like it ever just, it's not like, you know, having sex right away. That's not my expectation. And my hidden assumption is that it takes, you know, it's kind of slow and it's a little bumpy and doesn't always work right away. And <clears throat> And I just said I wanted to let you know I don't have <laughs> these expectations of like, you know, um, wham, bam, right away and, and so forth. Um, hold on one sec. I'm going to move. And he was just immensely relieved by that. Um, mm. He said, oh, I'm so relieved because, you know, I, I haven't been intimate for years and I have no idea if it works. And, uh, <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's probably going to be a bumpy road for me. And I said, you know, that's right. And I said, but then I was like, after I heard from that, I was like, but wait a sec, didn't, weren't you, I thought you said we weren't going to go for it. And he said, well, and he said, wait a minute, I'm confused. What were your, what did you get, take away from our, you know, what did you hear from our conversations? And I, I said that, you know, you weren't sure if you were being duplicitous and blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, those are, those are the, the questions I've had. That's what I've been wrestling with, but I didn't reach any conclusion. And I said, oh, okay. So then the next day I wrote a note, and I, just, I wrote the note that I told you, which is I, I hope you decide to go for it because, um, you know, that's what I want. And, and I wasn't sure up until that moment. And I'll tell you a couple of things that helped um, me get to that clarity. Um, 
one is that my friend Deborah, um, who we've had kind of a bumpy friendship this year, but it's a long, long friendship, so you know we're going to be fine. But anyway, because I had that passive aggression, and we had, oh, which we can go back to another time. But anyway, or I did. I had the. I was anyway. So she said she sent the most amazing note, which was really. I'm going to read it to you because it just makes a lot of sense. And I was like, yeah, that's spot on. Um, let me find it. I'm going to read it to you. Yeah. She said, I remember my father being in the same position as Warren, and he did not have the affair, even though my parents' marriage was over. He told me later he honored his vows and he wished he had not. He said he should not reveal this to his daughter, but I'm glad that he did. I sometimes think it is because that he did, he did not and he was unhappy in his relationship in his 80s that gives me the spiritual energy to leave Max because she's looking at this other guy. I believe for good advice to land, a person must have some dormant receptors. I don't know if Warren has the observation skills where he has seen others sacrifice their emotional evolution for another's needs. I don't think my father did. But if you ask me now, if I were in Warren's shoes, yes, I would explore and not box myself in vows. And I thought that was, yeah. I was like, that's really powerful. Very, very, yeah, like that is it. That's right. And I just wasn't sure what the deal was. Like, is it over? Is he committed to her? Like, what is the nature of his commitment? And he was trying to wrestle with that, like, you know, why would she be upset if I left, you know, if I had this affair, she found out, and what does that mean, and what are my obligations here, and uh, so I was unsure about what he, whether, you know, based on that, whether I wanted to, you know, um, but then your note around what are my, what are my needs, and um mm-hmm. And then I also had a session with John Wyrick, which is always amazing. Oh, I had another session with my spiritual guide, too. I have such a huge team. (laughs) Um, That's great. It is great. And um, so my spiritual guide said that we did a guided meditation, and she gets these, like, incredibly powerful insights from guides, you know, hers or mine, I don't know, God somewhere. And she said, you know, what's happening is you're, you know, every time we do a a meditation, I don't see the man. There's no one. And she's like, you've been, what, waiting for this to happen for how long? And I was like, well, my whole life, you know, 30 years. She's like, you know, that's a really long time to be waiting for your partner. And she's like, I think what's happening is you're too intellectual and you're blocking your heart. She's like, I think you understand love for a child from Sirisha, but I don't think that you're accessing your heart with regard to a male partner and you're using your intellect. She's like, hmm. you have kind of the child, the approach of a child, um, the heart of a child that overgives and overattaches without discernment like a child does. And then you've got hmm. this overactive intellect that, um, is overanalyzing and blocking the heart. And what what is, um, and so those two together, you know, it's like right now I'm in this massive dry spell because I'm my intellect is so fearful and overprotecting that I'm operating from my head and analyzing this guy and that guy. And 
and I'm not operating from my heart because the, that part of me doesn't trust my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then so anyway, she said, "All right." So now then we did this medit- guided meditation, and she said, "Okay, there's the guy. He's there. He is, and he's being repelled by your intellect, and um, you need to move from your heart." Um, with discernment. That's not just like the child's heart that just over-attaches or inappropriately attaches. Um, and, you know, an open heart with discernment from the adult as opposed to the overactive protector, you know. And I was, like, pissed off at this, and I was like, nah, I don't know, you know, like it was a hard session. And she has a style that doesn't always work for me, but it doesn't matter. I always take notes, and then later I read them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, she's right, <laughs> or good point or whatever, and and so um, a few days later, I just thought, you know, Warren and I have been in this intellectual conversation about this you know, for, for eight years or whatever. Well, yeah. And, you know, we've been talking and about it this way and what is it, you know, like uh, what, is, what is right, what is best, blah, blah, blah. It's all this like intellectualizing. And, um, and then I had the session with John and he's like, you definitely have to try this out because your voice, otherwise you're just tying up your progress if you know you this is basically a fantasy this is all hypothetical you don't know you don't know if it's going to translate to the physical um realm and if there's you know compatibility in a relationship way he's like you got to start to find out and so i just that confirmed because i had sent the text to warren after deborah's very shortly later and and then um yeah so and he said, great, let's go for it. And he's like, and I said, I, you know, I hope we have this kind of slow and bumpy manner. And he's like, yes, it will be slow and bumpy, I'm sure. So, um, so there, it's, it's set, at least for now. We'll see. Great. Now, that's awesome. So she is coming on the 25th, you had mentioned. Is that still on? Uh, I think, yeah, I, it's the 24th, I think. Yeah. And I know that, like, you know, Stefan does not think this is right and you've got questions and I've got questions, but I sort of feel like, fuck it, let's just give it a try. If it doesn't work, you know what? I've been in that position 8,000 times with him before already. I can survive it. I think I actually did. Personally, I think it's great. Good. I think it's great. I would, I would totally go. It's one of those things that Warren has been in your system and it's, it's, and clearly what, you know what actually really did it for me? When he said, when he shared that he had t- spoken with his parents about you, yes, that yes. was it. That to did me, it for me because, too. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. like he is fucking serious about you. He, you know, a man does not talk about, you know, and uh, the other woman with his parents that have been together forever that he admires. That you know, it's like this is a it's serious stuff. So I was like, okay, no, this is this is. And he, he's someone that, I mean, I don't know him a lot, honestly, but for what I know, I know that he's someone that's very, um, very proper, a man of his word. He's, he's very, he's not someone that is going to deliberately hurt you or if he, if it ended up not working for some reason, it has nothing to do with him being a player or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's more yeah, like, I, yeah. I just wish you the best. I really hope it works. I really, the one piece is how it's the whole, so he's coming on the 24th and 
uh, are you going to be able to spend time together? Because it would be beautiful to have at least a meal or a few hours that is just the two of you. I think that that would be Yeah, definitely. Plan. Yeah, that's the plan. Yes. Right. We're going to have right. a meal, yeah, the two of us, and go out, and I don't know what time he's arriving, um, but, you know, I'll try to get some child care, and, um, yeah, and, you right. know, he might stay at a hotel, he might stay here, I don't know, whatever, um, and, Awesome. No, I think it's great. I think it's absolutely great. You know, it's it's nothing I ever anticipated I would ever, ever do. Like, I'm kind of surprised I'm doing it. This is not at all something, I mean, I have hooked up with a guy who was married, and I guess they were separated, and it was a similar situation in that she was morbidly depressed, and there wasn't a relationship there. And I regretted it, but it was just a few times. And, but Like, that wasn't cool. Like, I don't approve of that. You know, it's not a decision that I, I, and I never imagined I would actually take a serious swing at a relationship with someone who's married. You know, there's there's something about these, and this is, I hope that you're tapping, because this is really, I just, I just saw something there, and it's that, and sometimes it just, it's just, you know, something strikes me. In a lot of ways, this is the right dynamic for now. Because you're in transition, you're moving to a new place, Viersha is going to have a different nanny, and there's going to be a transition for the two of you. And having a man in your life that is not totally available and ready to move yeah. in and to move forward, it's a really good thing because it's, it's like this is creating external pacing yeah. that I, I've been honestly, I've been more and more having faith that I don't know what the bigger plan is and somehow it's, um, it's all going to work out. Somehow yeah, I kind of feel that way too. Yeah, one way or the other with him or with someone else or whatever and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. so... And it'll just be good to finally, you know, we've been, we go back and forth. We're like, okay, we're not going to talk. Okay, we are going to talk. All right, we're going to talk every two weeks. All right, we're going to talk every three months. Okay, we're not going to talk at all. <laughs> and it always ends up we're, <laughs> yeah. we're in contact. You know, it's like we're, we're not, it hasn't ended. And what's interesting also is at the same time, Jim Maddie is contacting me somewhat regularly. Ah. Interesting. That one you had not mentioned. Well, at first I just thought it was like, you know, he's, uh, you know, he gave me these references, introductions, and he was checking up on me. But then he's like contacting me, you know, checking in. How's it going? How are you like on a Saturday night? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> How's it going? Happy Mother's Day. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. You have a child. Like, it's, wow. it's really sweet. So who knows? Maybe it'll work out with him. Yeah, who knows? You know, who knows? Uh, it's, he's, uh, it, it's really interesting, and he's in, in a much better place than he used to be. So, who, yeah, who knows? And you like him, too. I do like him. I, you know, my they feelings have, are more intense for Warren at the moment, but you know what? Like, 
who knows how it's going to work out. And I like the idea of we had talked about this, having many suitors, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and it absolutely. could be that the Warren thing doesn't go anywhere. I mean, and he's like, "When are you moving? What's your timeline for relocation?" And he want, you know, he drives through Northampton down ninety one uh, right. to his daughter, you know. So, um, and he, you know, it's really nice. He's taking the lead. You know, he's just he hasn't been literal about anything, but and we haven't talked any, at all personally. Like, I have no idea what is, you know, if he's still with Jennifer or how that is, but. Um, anyway, it's um, it's good. It's good because you know. Remember that you were you were saying that it was a total desert when it's not. Well, it really suddenly isn't. it's not. It was, and then <laughs> yes, suddenly yeah, it's course. not. Yeah. It was. It was a total desert. And you know the period is very important. Deb, is that he's coming next week. He's coming next Friday. So I feel like it would be really wonderful to also see how your because your energy and Warren's is somewhat similar. You're both very intellectual, you're both incredibly smart. There's you know, you, you have similar things. You you have mm-hmm. your emotional intelligence I feel like it's much higher and you have mm-hmm. done a ton shit of work where he hasn't. Um yeah. but intellectually like you're you know where Jim is a different beat. Jim is um, a lot, there's a lot more uh, intensity with Jim. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, it's like, I, I, love, I love that they're in your life and that you will figure out. And there's no way that you would end up with a bad choice. And it's that these, I have to tell you, the one thing that Stefan kept telling me is like, for the last like two years, she has to move to Northampton. She has to move to Northampton and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. She has to move. She has to make that move. And it's interesting that it's not like necessarily the guy is in Northampton, but you made the move <clears throat> and all of this is kind of taking place. Is that yeah, that's interesting. It is interesting. There's something about Boston that is just like dry and locked up. Boston is like... I mean, it's a beautiful city. It's got so much great stuff going on. But for me personally, it has been, it's not been good. Well, not only romantically. No, you're absolutely right. And the piece that I hear from you about Boston since we've been working together is that you, there's something about Boston where your energy gets a little, it's almost like you need to defend yourself or you need to hold yourself because it's not a um, loving, open, welcoming, flowy place, but it's a very competitive yeah. place. So it brings up more, maybe you're um, feeling more guarded, feeling more that you have to be, you know, protective, you know, that you have to be like, you don't want to compete. And it's just like, it's just, there's a whole energy to the place that I think elicits energy from you as well. It shuts me down and closes me off, and, and it's just not, you know, it's not great. And, I mean, even New York, which is super competitive, I, I find really, like, my vitality, I come very much alive in New York. I love New York City. Like, I could, you know, I've thought about, like, analyzed New York City for my environmental, <laughs> all my environmental data. I could imagine living on the Upper West Side there. Like, I love New York, and it's super competitive, but um, it's a totally different energy than Boston. It's really vital. It's really – but anyway, it's – 
it's not the right place for me. But Boston shuts me down. You're right. So, yeah. uh, and it's been that. I mean, I've been trying to get out of Boston for you know all the years I've lived here. So it's uh, yeah. But we'll see. You know, I'm feeling kind of nervous about the move and good about it at the same time. And I, you know, I've had um, a couple of funny stuff is going on in my business. Just super funny stuff. Um, so George came back and he's like, I don't know if I told you this. He's like, all right, you know, there's stuff for me to talk about with you again. I need to start up again. We need to get on the calendar. And then I want you, you know, to get involved with my team so you can be kind of like the connective tissue between them and me. We had a whole conversation. I wrote a whole proposal and he received it and he wrote back and he said, I can't move on this right now. I don't have the budget for it. Um, and I have to have a couple of wins before I try to propose something like this. Um, wow. So he's uh, like back and forth, it sounds like. Yeah. It's weird. It's super weird. I mean, he knows what my fee structure is. He's paid me for the past six, you know, six years. And he even thought I was too, you know, relative to some other coaches that he hired for his team members. He's like, hey, you know what? They're charging $10,000 more per engagement than you are, just so you know. <laughs> And uh, and so huh. it's not like it's not like a sticker shock. Um, right. And then I wrote back and even said, "Would you would a lower price point help?" You know, and I haven't heard from them, so it's super weird. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, I do get it. Hmm. Like if it's literally about that, but let's just say, okay, so the literal, you know, the the actual constraints are that he doesn't have budget for it and he has to prove himself as CEO before he can start spending on himself like that. Cause they're paying him a buttload of money. Like they overextended themselves to get him cause he's an amazing oh. leader. And so, right. you know, um, and he did not, he did not negotiate his coaching in his package, which I had said, mentioned a couple times, but he didn't really, he didn't, um, do it. And I don't think it sunk in. Um, and also a lawyer did it. His lawyer did it. And the lawyer is the last thing I'm going to think about as an executive coach. So, <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't want to push it. So I just, you know. So that's the story. And uh, so that, in, the, in the moment that happened, I was like, oh, thank God. I, you know, I felt immediate relief. Um, and then he rescinded it. And I sort of, you know, contracted a little bit again. And then I had... Uh, you know, remember that client who was being a bully? Yes, yes. So they canceled the project. Wow. Yeah, they said the team is not engaged. I mean, we had a whole plan about how we're going to go forward and how this is going to work, and I was on that plan, and uh, then we kept talking. We we're going to have these team meetings every two weeks, and they kept canceling and changing them. Now, granted... These guys are in hyper, hyper growth mode. I mean, it is, I've never seen explosive growth like this. I've never seen wow. it. It's amazing, which is great learning for me. Um, but those guys, everyone on the team, they're working 100 hours a week. Oh, my God. And the last thing they're going to do when they've got clients and a, and a jackass, like an abusive CEO uh, is sort of take out a 90 minutes and reflect on their GPI, you know, or like sit down and, you know, like write their leadership vision. Like it, it, they're just barely even surviving. Wow. 
But I'm kind of glad because, you know, I even said at one point, I, I, con- I talked to my contact there who used to be a coach of a client of mine um, at State Street. She moved to this company, Indigo Agriculture. And she said, you know, I said, that, you know, they're not responding. I'm not exactly sure what to do. And she said, well, just give them patience and space, which I'm sure you're doing. And I was. And then, bam, done. But I'm kind of relieved because, you know, the guy's an asshole. Um, you know, he just, whatever. So it just, but you know what? It's a $25,000 hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, which is a huge deal. And then I got right. another project with a utility uh, or um, a cool nonprofit in Washington State um, for 32. So I'm, I'm up seven. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like I'm still behind where I, I usually am on January 1st. So I'm like, uh, you know, kind of freaking out, although I'm trying to, you know, have compassion for how this triggers my scarcity. But, you know, guess what? I mean, I'm moving. I'm going to have a huge expense. I have a, an extensive mortgage. Like, it's a chunk of change. It's not going to be that different than what I'm paying right now. So it's not a huge change. But I'm, I'm eating move, my the I mean, expenses. I'm, yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm eating into my savings. Mm. So that's the part that is probably the most scary. Yeah, because it's like I don't have enough money right now to support us for the year. I mean, I have enough money to support us for the year. I don't have enough income to support us for the year yet. Right. Yeah. And the way it That's works true. for that me, I don't have, yeah, I don't have monthly income like you do. I have like big chunks and then I uh, right. put a certain amount into taxes and then a certain amount into my business account and then I pay myself like a, a monthly amount that's for living expenses. And with childcare and, you know, everything, it's not a cheap lifestyle that I have. Right, right. Childcare is, I'm going to just tell you, part-time, it's about $36,000 a year. Wow. Yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Which then, when you move over here, you make a consider. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's going to reduce, and you may consider. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you're you're at the point that you may consider preschool. this or not. Yeah. yeah. There's there's really good preschools, and I think she would excel at. I think she would love it. Well, I've just applied for the Audubon preschool, the Forest preschool, two mm. days a week for three hours. So that re- would reduce it, and and they like nannies out there cost like five to ten dollars an hour cheaper. So um, there will be savings. Um, but we're having a great time together. So it's not like, you know, losing six hours of child care is not going to really make a huge dent in my expense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? I only get to do this once. It's not like I'm going to, I don't think, I'm, and this is the other thing. With this, I can't afford to adopt a child. Mm. Well, so that's this, like, is an, this, brings, this brings me back, right? I, I'm so happy because I'm tapping with you. This brings me back to the, what I mentioned a moment ago, that yeah. sometimes it's not about you making a decision in life, just through situations that you're like, well, right now I cannot adopt another child. This is, you know, it's not what's happening in this moment. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. And that's that. 
so the, the, the decision is out of your hands. Yeah, which is a relief because it's, it's empirical and factual. Um, right. But disappointing, you know, and also it's, it would be hard just by myself. So if I get one of these, if I get a new partner, that would be great. But anyway, of right course. Now, it's not going to happen. So um, there it is. And, but, you know, that's the thing. Like, if, if she's my only child, I don't want her to be going away, you know. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's great. Like, I, this, she's going to be in fucking school her whole life. She does not need to start when she's three. You know, we socialize a lot. We've got children around. It's not like she's isolated and doesn't understand how to socialize. Like, we're having a great time together. Right. No, this is the difference. The difference is that if she is with one other adult at your house versus, okay, let's actually, let's back up here for a moment. How was your, what do you remember about going to school? Like as a, you know, kindergarten? My first school, school. nursery school, yeah. So I went to nursery school and I remember, I went to Waldorf and I remember really liking it. Okay. You know, that's where I learned that I was an artist. Yeah. But I, I mean, I was like four or five, like I wasn't three. Okay. You know, I mean, back then, we didn't go to school when you're two. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You know, like, it's fucked up, in my opinion. Like, there's no need for kids to be in school. It's just a feminist movement and everyone having to work that they're trying to justify children being in school at such a young age. Like, if you look at what's happening in, in the Nordic countries, Finland and Denmark, like, they have, you know, they just have their kids play until whenever. Yeah. And I think it's just fine having her at home and doing all kinds. Of, like we we go to art class. She goes to gymnastics room. We do play like play group with friends and play dates, and we do all kinds of things. So it's not like she's isolated just with me. And she loves it. Like she's so like she plays from the minute she wakes up wakes up until the minute she falls asleep. It's just one yeah. massive play fest. The thing that would be easier for me um, with preschool is that, that she doesn't form this bond I'm jealous of with another person, you know? <laughs> yeah, she won't well, be as close. Okay, let's, let's, right, I completely agree, and it would be a whole new person that you have to adjust and see and whatnot, right? Because they're gonna, but the, the other piece that I'm curious about, Deb, is that, and this is just exploration, and I have no agenda. Yeah. And I'm with you in, in terms of, like, see, the one thing that I slightly disagree, and this is just my opinion, so I'm being completely subjective here, um, is that there are schools where they, the, the kids are just playing. Playing, you yeah. Know, like what, yeah. I, what I noticed with Sophia is very different than the charter school here is beautiful and fabulous, and yet they are learning. They are learning from mm-hmm. the age that are three or four. Where what I noticed at Hartsbrook or the Waldorf School was that they're playing. They're playing. The fact that they actually they're playing the same that they would play at home, and and they learn different skills of how to you know put put things away, have a schedule, and but it's all really healthy. I don't know how to yeah. you know, put it in. It's very like you know predictable, uh, predictable, which is amazing for kids so the only way that i could see that it would be 
super beneficial for for Sirsha go to go to a preschool would be if that was something that would be a good and awesome match for her and yeah. a relief for you financially. That instead of yeah. let's say yeah. thirty six yeah. grand, you actually work while she's at school having a wonderful time in an environment that you absolutely love and she gets she's completely like thriving and you pay ten instead of thirty six. You know, I mean, and I don't know if the numbers are right, to tell you the truth, but I'm just thinking, is there a win-win-win that also kind of like soothes your, you know, your, your scarcity? Financial your anxiety. Yeah. 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 So sometimes, but there's you know, something about having, no, I agree, and I hear you, and I'm looking into it, so I sent in an application to the Audubon School. Um, okay. And, you know, Hartsbrook, I'll be probably looking into that as well. But there's something so lovely about being at work and being at home and being able to hear my child play. Yeah. Yeah. And hear her and nurse her during the day. I'm still nursing and just be in and out of her life and just have her be at home and, you know, because... This is it. This is all I got until five, you know, until she yeah. goes to school. This is the only time I have. Yeah. And it's my way of being a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it, it is cheaper to stay with a, you know, and I, we'll see. We'll see. Of course. But you know, I, just you, know, you know, that. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Like people, to me, spending 36, it's like, you know, it's almost like a degree from Yale, you know. <laughs> but yes. you know what? It's worth it. Like what What else am I getting? There's no more important time in a child's life, right? That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing more important. And, you know, this way I can <clears throat> kind of see what the other person, other caregiver is doing. We're in step. You know, it's like... Um, not that there's anything wrong with anyone else's way of doing it. It's just no, no, it's allowed. Of course, of course. I tell, I tell, I'm totally with you. The one piece that I want to share also, Deb, that is really, I, I want you to, to embrace this part too, that this phase is incredibly powerful, and it is true. It, it just marks her for the rest of her life. And you have her for the rest of your life. Because yeah, that's I always true. thought, yeah. you know, it's like, and their relationship continues and develops and gets richer. And it's just, you know, it's really, it's a, when you parent in a conscious way, the way you're doing, and the love that you're sharing, it just keeps on growing. It keeps on growing. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. So, just just I want to take the anxiety out of you. I do, but like just... you know, she's she. I will have her for the rest of my life, but I won't have her at home for the rest of my life. You know, she's going to be spending more and more time away from home, and That's away true. from me. Yeah. And you know, this is I. It turns out, you know, I didn't know I was like this. I thought I would go back full time, and I would put the kid in daycare and that would be the end of the story and they'd be sleeping through the night by three months. Like I was like this absolute, and then I had her and I had a completely different reaction and I'm like, 
this is the mm-hmm. best experience of my life and I love yeah. this and I want to be with her. Yeah. I want to be a stay. You, know, yeah. you know what? My mom was with me the whole time. She was a mm. stay-at-home mom for my first five years. And she was not yeah. with Mark. And, but I think she might have been with Amy too. And, oh. you know, like that is the kind of thing that saved me. That is part of why yes. I'm more resilient than my siblings. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yep. Yeah, I didn't. I see. That's a really, really big piece. Okay, now I understand as well. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to be like this. I didn't think it was necessary. But this is my, regardless of my mom, this is the mom I want to be. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, if you think about the yeah. way we, you know, do things, our human nature and tribes and stuff, you know, it's like if we look at, um, you know, the indigenous cultures, like the children stay close to the mom for a really long time. Yeah. And the moms yeah, work, right. you know, they're out in the fields or they're walking. I mean, you go to Peru and it's like all the kids are on the mom's back as they're walking around town and working in the fields or doing whatever and they're not just tiny babies, you know, they're like, they stay close. Like we're meant to be, we have this super long gestation, this super long childhood. And I mean, there's also, there is also community raising, communal raising children, like extended family. Mm -hmm. In a way, like preschool is like extended family, you know? So I, um, there's a justification for that as well. So I, I get that. Yeah. And you know what? You will see if it works for you or not. You know, and yeah. it, you'll figure it out. The, the beautiful thing, the one piece that I want to bring about this area is that there are really, there's two or three beautiful, beautiful preschools. You know, because there's yeah. the Walder, there's the Montessori, there's the Audubon, and there's a center school. There's, there's a lot, I don't know if center school, how early it goes. But I know that there are a lot of different schools that are very yeah. loving yeah. environments, you know. Um, Great. Yeah, that's that's true. And you know what? There aren't that many here. So that's part of the reason I'm going out there. So we'll see. We'll see what turns up over the summer. So what is your, how are you doing with the move? How is your energy? Because it's like, I know you're going to take a couple of weeks, but do you have a a moving date and you have? No, I need to sit down. Yeah, I have to sit down and sort that out. Um, And uh, we're closing on like the 24th and then I, um, I have this place until July 5th, um, but there might be some travel to Seattle for my niece's graduation and also to see Martha in Maine. So I have to figure this out, you know, I have to figure. So you have your place until June 25th? July 5th. Is that what? July, July 5th. 5th. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't get out of that. I'm stuck. Okay. 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 But I met I met a very young child care provider. She came out. She was great. I really like her. She's at you know she's trained in elementary school. She's worked in day daycares. So I feel confident in her. And I had that. We had a good good you know yeah good meeting. Okay. So, so, that's, so, so I think yeah, it's, it's moving slowly in a positive direction. And I have the nanny agency looking for me for someone as well. Um, so, yeah, and you're going to have a slow um, move, so that's good. Yeah. I think so, yeah. 
I think so. But it's feeling overwhelming. I mean, it, it feels like expensive. And, you know, like, why is my business continuing to kind of like sputter, you know? Yeah. Very tough. It's very tough days. So it sounds like, is it true that it sounds like there's a, a few things that are kind of sprouting or about to sprout when it comes to your business, but not quite? Yeah, there are a few things that are, you know, simmering. And, you know, I've got two potential clients and other clients at current, other individuals at current client organizations. There are two. There's a third CEO, the person who's a CEO. I don't know if he's going to go for it. I kind of doubt it. Um, but I had a, you know, great few conversations. He's an Ironman in the fire. George is like waiting for the right time. But that could be, you know, that could be six or 12 months, you know, until he's ready to sort of go to the board and say, hey, you know, I need a coach. I need my coach back. Um, I could put him on a personal plan. That's what I could do. I could say, look, why don't you, I'll just charge you my personal fee. You pay for it. Um, I should do that. And then um, I'm making more contacts, but it, it's just a long sales cycle, you know? Right. And it, it's like, it's just not flowing like it did the last three years or four or five years. It's not flowing. Yeah. But is that Super the weird, Laura. Yeah. What, what, uh, what do you think is going on? What do you feel is going on? I'm being forced to be to learn a new skill, which is hunting. <clears throat> and putting myself out there and getting more clients, you know, going for it instead of it coming to me, like just a new skill. And I also think that like there, I think what I still have in my energy system is I don't think I have a free and clear runway to wealth. <laughs> I think I have in my life, if I look at the patterns, you know, I have attracted abundance. There's no question I have an abundance magnet. And I have, um, I have like a crash magnet as well. There's like abundance and then crash, abundance and then crash. Um, so I need okay. to somehow clear the crash out. Um, and there's also probably some PTSD survival, financial survival PTSD left over from my dad and, my, you know, the, the poverty of my childhood because he lost his job and there was all this, you know, real fear about around that and things are never the same again. And I, I've had oh. that happen a number of times. Like this is the third time it happened. Okay, so this is, there's, there's, I'm so glad you're telling me all this because there's two huge patterns here. First thing, when was it that your dad lost his job? How old were you? A prop. I was 13. Okay. Okay, that's, that's really, really key. And the other thing, you know, I've been working with these subconscious contracts to success. That that's I'm doing a certificate. I'm actually certifying a group of coaches on, on that system. And cool. one of the contracts is, um, is a contract of rebellion, Deb. And I think that we have not 
directly clear this. And the con concept of rebellion goes like this. It's very much what you're describing, where you have success and then somehow you lose it. And then you go for it again and you regain it. And, and it's, you know, it just goes on the like roller coaster cycle where yeah. there's a part of you that feels proud that, you know, no matter the challenge, you know that you're going to rise like the phoenix. But it's extremely tiring. Yes, it's exhausting. I don't want and, to do it anymore. I don't want that contract anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And the contract was signed. This agreement with yourself was signed. And, and I'm pretty sure that I know where it came. When somebody told you, you don't have what it takes, you're not going to amount to much, don't bother, in, in a variety of ways, either very subtle gestures or just words out loud or, or words, um, like pinching you down is one of a message like that. You know, you don't have the power that it takes to, you know, to make it or whatever it is. And there's, in a subconscious way, there's a part of you that said, I'm going to prove you. I'm going to prove you wrong. And what happens is that you, by being successful, you're proving to your father that you're a good person, that you have what it takes. But because this is a subconscious thing, you have to mm -hmm. lose in order to prove it again. Mm, interesting. It's like you get hooked into this pattern. Yeah. I see it in so many people that are very successful and they are proud because no matter what comes their way, they can always, you know, rise from the ashes. But it is exhausting. I'm sick of it. I don't want to do it anymore. No. And there's something else also that my father very explicitly told me, which is, don't get bigger than your britches. Don't be too happy in your success. Mm. Don't, um, don't think you're better than you actually are. Ah. Like if I would go to a, a swim meet and I, I would like win. I went to New England and I won the butterfly once. <laughs> and I was like on a high. And he was like, look, don't get too happy with yourself. Because you did this and you've got that and you still have, like, he would never let me just feel great. Like, don't feel too good about yourself. It's not like you can just be, I couldn't just be that champion, you know, for the whole fucking yeah. summer. And same thing with golf. I'd win a golf tournament. Yeah, but you did this and your swing, da 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 da, and da da da. Like, there was always, like, don't get too big, don't think things are too good. He just sent me a text the other day. Oh, my God. It's exactly the same. <laughs> I'm going to read it to you. This is awesome. It's okay. amazing it comes up. He sent me a text. I'm so glad you're, you're tapping right well. You're going to look. But, yeah, because this is, this is it. This is at the crux of your wealth and, and scarcity, you know, cycle. Yes. He said, Happy Mother's Day, Deb. Are you getting used to motherhood yet? If so, there are some surprises headed your way. <laughs> God. Don't think you're a good mother because shit's going to happen. Shit's going to go down. Don't think you got this. You, you know, wrote that? Yeah. Yes. Well, not what I just said, but what I, just, what I read to you, yes. Oh, what he's God. saying to me is don't think you're such a great, you know, such a great parent. Uh, you're going to have some surprises that are coming. 
it's not easy. You're not, you know, don't get, don't get too big for your britches. Don't think you're too good. Don't feel good about yourself. Don't get confident in, in your abilities because life is going to slam you or you're, you know. Okay. It, it, that, tell, me yeah. a, so, tell me a little bit about this don't get too big for your breaches. Let's just, let's, I, know, I know the whole concept, but I want in your words to describe to me what it means for you. Like this means what? Well, the message I received and what it means to me is Never be, um, let, me, let me boil it down to as few words as possible. It means don't think that you can be, you can just be a successful person. There are always Mended. challenges. And there are always problems and you can never let down and never relax into your, don't ever relax into your success because, you know, you've got this problem and you've got that problem and you're, you know, you're never, um, never going to be easy. There's always going to be an issue. Okay. And don't don't relax into don't be confident don't relax don't um, don't think trust. that you're just yes bingo yeah and don't enjoy yeah. yourself don't enjoy your greatness don't mm. enjoy don't be confident don't enjoy your success don't be a champion yeah. don't be great don't feel like you're a great person because you're not. And don't let this go to your head. Because then you're going to have a distorted self-perception. Yeah, fine, you won the championship, but don't let that go to your head. Don't let, don't let that make you feel that you're a champion because you're not. Wow. I mean, he wrote me this letter, like, who do you think you are to go to Columbia? Wow. What, was Tufts not good enough for you? How dare you? Like, who do you think you are going to Columbia? Because I transferred from Tufts to Columbia my freshman year. Yeah. It was, it was scathing. I mean, it's like in all capital letters, I remember the letter. I can see it in my mind. And he would, it was basically the lecture he'd been giving me since I was 10, just with the new, de- new data, you know, fill in the, the blanks. Yeah. Okay, let's let's do this. This is a powerful one. I really, I know that you're gonna do it again, but I want us to do it together. Yeah. Even though I got the very clear message. Even though I got the very clear message that I was not a champion. That I was not a champion. And not even for a second I could allow myself to be. And not even for a second could I allow myself to be. Because that was not true. Because that was not true. Deep breath. Feel your feet. I want you to feel that breath going all the way into your feet.
I now honor my father's words. I now honor my father's words. And I give him all that energy back. And I give him all that energy back. Because it was never for me to refute. Because it was never for me to refute. It was his energy and his alone. It was his energy and his alone. It wasn't about me at all. Yeah. Even though my father said in so many words, even though my father said in so many words that I shouldn't trust, that I shouldn't trust, I shouldn't be confident, I shouldn't be confident, I shouldn't relax. I shouldn't relax. Because problems and challenges were lurking behind every corner. Yeah, because problems and challenges were lurking behind every corner. And I needed to be prepared. And I needed to be prepared. Deep breath. I now see that this was my father's story. I now see that this was my father's story. And I signed an agreement. And I signed an agreement. Wanting to prove him wrong. Wanting to prove him wrong. Wanting to let him know that he was wrong. Wanting to let him know that he was wrong. And I'm letting this contract go now. And letting his contract go. Okay, tapping through the points. My father and his stories. My father and his story. His perspective of life. His perspective of life. His vision of me. His vision of me. I bought it. I bought it. When I was a young child, I had no choice. When I was a young child, I had no choice. I heard from him what it was possible for me to do. I heard from him what was possible for me to do. And mostly what was not possible. And mostly what is not possible for me to do. And I actually decided to prove him wrong. And I actually decided to prove him wrong. And I have doing so for many years. And I have been doing so for many years. Going these cycles of boom and bust. <sighs> Going through these cycles of boom and bust. That have left me exhausted. That have left me exhausted. And even though consciously and intellectually I know I don't have to prove him anything. Even though consciously and intellectually I know I don't need to prove him anything. There's a part of me that decided that it was important for me to do so. That's part of me that decided that it was important for me to do so. And I was energetically programmed to have success once and again in a cycle. And I was energetically programmed to have success once and again. Say it again. In a cycle, in a cycle to prove him wrong. In cycles to prove him wrong. Losing it and then proving my value once again. 
losing it and then proving my value once again, over and over again, over and over again. And I am done. The other piece of this is that he lost it and never regained it. He just went downward, downward, downward. And so I needed to prove to myself that I'm not going to do that. That's a biggie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Both of these are huge. Absolutely, because then there's like the part that you just have to prove to yourself that you can make it, that you have enough value. Right. Yes. Prove to myself that I can do it and I'm not going to, um, I'm just not going to, go down and down and down and just misery and poverty and stuff. Yeah. I know my value. Ooh. I know my value. I know who I am. I know who I am. I know what I give. I know what I give. And the impact that my work has. And the impact that my work has. I love doing what I do. I love doing what I do. And I'm kick-ass at it. And I'm kick-ass at it. I don't need to prove anything anymore. I don't need to prove anything anymore to my dad or to myself. Or to anybody else. Or to anybody else. I love what I do. I love what I do. I'm interested in doing it. Interested in doing it. And I open my energy to receive the perfect clients. I open my energy to receive the perfect and most abundant clients. Who are going to be thrilled and grateful. Who are going to be thrilled and grateful. And I now let go of my father's and my doubts. I now let go of my father's and my own doubts. Because there's no space in my energy for them anymore. There's no space in my energy for them anymore. Take a deep breath. My energy already knows how to live in ease and abundance. Yes. Yes. And it's just a matter of, so what I want you to just feel is just stop tapping if you're tapping and just open your arms and gesture of receptivity and just own your value. Feel it in your core, feel it in your chest, feel it in your heart. What you do, how you contribute, are you accompanying this powerful man to be in the world yeah. To reach their potential. It, it's just, it's impactful. This is what you came to do. And it's fucking awesome, kick-ass, incredibly valuable. And whoever questions it just doesn't know. And that's the truth.
Dave, I highly recommend that you do this one a couple of times because yeah, this, good, this yeah. is yeah, very. Um, oh. It's really interesting, mm. and we will, you know, we will um, heal a little bit of. But it's part of the same the the tra- uh, financial trauma that your dad had that you witnessed when he lost his job yeah. and everything just spiraled down. Um, yeah. Again, it's, it's his story. It's his story. It's... Mm. He's having a really significant role in your life in terms of like a, in a teacher situation where it's like he's being... He's, this is like the last... Yeah. This is the last... The last pieces that he's he's coming to teach you and to share with you. My dad. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it's in a big way it's just you know, showing you that um this is this has to do with him. It has nothing to do with you. How to you know separate your energy from him? Yeah. Wow. Great. Are you coming all the way here to sign, or you're gonna do it uh, virtually? I think I have to come all the way to sign because I need to do the house inspection. But I guess I could ask Kathy to do the house inspection. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You could if you wanted to. Yeah, you have to ask her. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I am planning to come. But I don't, maybe I don't have to. I didn't know that was um, an option. I don't know, actually. I honestly don't know. Because your lawyer is, all, is, all, is in Boston, right? Yes. He's not coming. Okay. So you're signing all the documents with him. Yes. So, Yeah. Well, keep me posted. I guess, oh, we're, we're connecting next week anyway, right? I think that I see you next Monday. We're connecting next Monday. Yes, yes. Yeah, because we scheduled Mondays at 3 p.m. Great. Let me make sure I have, so I have anything. To... Yeah. Great. All right. Wonderful. Good work. You're very welcome. Wonderful to connect. And any, yeah, let me keep me posted. Yeah, and how about you? Did you find your donor? Well, we're very close. I think we have two or three, I think we have three finalists. And um, I got all my testing done. And now I have in what, the 20, actually the 23rd is my um, hysteroscopy or one of them, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Did you get one of those done? Yes, I did. How was it? It sounds intense, but I don't know if it is or not. It's not. I mean, you go, They for me, they put me under, and they just yeah. go in there and they look around and see how's everything doing. Is there any reason, you know, that this wouldn't work, um, uh-huh. that they can see? And, I mean, I had a very positive experience with it. Oh, good. Okay. That's great to know. Did you do it with yeah. Dr. Cardoni or somebody else? 
No, I didn't work with Dr. Cardoni the first time around. I just met him recently. I worked with someone else at Boston IVF. I had a great guy, you know, wonderful guy there, Dr. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he was really gentle, very good. Very, very yeah, supportive. Dr. Cardoni seems, very, he seems really wonderful, so I guess we're sticking with him for now and, and as anything changes. Good. But, yeah, yeah, he seems great. The most important um, so, thing is that your doctor believes in what you're doing and your your capacity to do it. And the fact that he's like totally, you're 52, and he's like, I have no problem with women having pregnancies in their 50s. Like that is the most important thing that you've got someone who believes in the program that you're pursuing, who's behind you. Right. You know. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that's exactly very right. few are loud. Like very few are. Yeah, yeah, that's what I encountered. When was there was, yeah, recently that you know a couple of people just made comments, and I was like, I was even taken aback. I'm like, really, you're making a comment? Like, what's the issue? Because <laughs> I've been surrounded with with people that are all like oh, totally on board. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was good. So yeah, now I'll I'll have you told it, but, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Keep oh yeah, posted. you told Fia? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Great! Yeah. What we did she say? Uh, oh, she must she be kind of, she's, she's now on board. She's now on board, but it was uh, it was a a bit of a, a bumpy road for for a bit. She was like, oh. and she was, yeah, she was scared and she was uncomfortable and she was doubtful and you know there was all kinds of all kinds of Interesting. things. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, I, I totally get it. She doesn't like babies. She loves toddlers. She doesn't like babies. And her biggest thing, Deb, was that she's going through a lot. Uh, you know, like there, there's so many things going on for her that she's very stressed and um, and she's very, very close to me. And she felt like having a baby would be that the baby would be here the last year that she's here with me before she goes to college. And she's like, I'm not going to oh, have yeah. you. I'm not going to be able to connect with this baby. This baby is going to disrupt my life and our life. And, uh, then, and he, he's, you know, this baby's not even going to know me because by the time right. I'm gone, I'm gone. So, you know, it was, it actually was a very eloquent, you know, uh, which I totally validated and we talked about it. And, you know, so it's, um, she's like, why don't you just wait until I leave? And I said, I cannot wait another year and a half. I just can't, you know, right. I'm already pushing it. Because what happened was the last three months, incredibly, my period just stopped. Just stopped. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, which is it's very normal. And uh, I feel like, you know, we'll see what Dr. Cardoni says, but he's, you know, they have to reestablish my, you know, my um, a healthy environment for, for that embryo to, to grow. So it's like... Yeah, and I, but they know there's no problem. I mean, you they can just create. They don't. You don't need a period in order to have that environment. Right, and I know it's the whole the whole all these hormones and stuff. Right, was that a nightmare yeah. for you? The, all the did you do all the injections and stuff there? I did. No, the injections were fine, um, but it really depends on the protocol and how your body reacts. I had a number of very bad experiences with it, where I got migraines and felt terrible. And then the, the cycle it worked, I had a different protocol, and it, I felt great. So it really depends on, you know, your doctor and how it feels. But um, how you feel, I don't think it had anything to do with whether it worked. I just think, um, you know, giving yourself injections is not that bad. It's no big deal. Okay. Okay. 
All right, that's good. I don't like that. I, I don't like the idea. The other piece that there's, yeah, that I know, and you mentioned these, is how um, the nausea is much more intense because of the, the all the You know what? I don't know that that's true, and no one would say that that's true. My hypothesis is that had something to do with it, but um, don't take that on as yours. That's totally mine, okay. and it doesn't okay. mean that that is true for you. Um, not everyone would agree with what I said, like from a statistical standpoint. So don't even think about that more. It's too bad that I told you No, that. no, no, don't worry I mean, about it. No, no. Yeah. I actually mentioned it to Tammy, who is the, the, the medical nurse or something. And she said it can happen because you have more hormones going on, but it doesn't yeah. have to. And we'll, you know, we'll help you with that. And, you know. So I was like, okay, well, it's just okay. right now, and this is the piece that I'm sharing with, you know, with you. <laughs> Actually, we don't need to be recording all of these, but I don't know. Oh, I can just stop the recording. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't need to record these. Okay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.